This is Becky and Millhaven just saying your weekly podcast with two guys trying to make some sense of this crazy world. I'm Tom Becca. And I'm I'm McGraw Millhaven, and we're failing every single week to make sense of this place. I mean, seriously, do you believe the week that we had? I mean, if you just take a look, I mean, now now I guess I guess Congress does have a speaker, third in line for the presidency, who's an election denier. And 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 then and then and then we get gas. I mean, this whole thing is so so crazy. So I'm listening to his um his initial speech right after after getting the gig right. Yeah. His little speech, and he talks about how Americans have lost faith in our institutions. Well, what the hell when 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 you guys are putting all that doubt in people's minds with no evidence of fact? You know, Trump lost the election, and these Republicans can't say that. I mean, the whole thing is just look. I'm a big fan of Don Bacon's, and I and and I'm you know I'm, I'm, I'll admit I'm a little disappointed in this vote. I understand you know politics being what it is, you got to go and um, you know sometimes you know hold your nose and vote, but at the same time it's like this guy is just he's a Jim Jordan light. Yeah, well, I think um, you had to pick somebody, so you picked a guy. You picked the least offensive guy out there. Plus, too, the other thing is um, Republicans got who they wanted and Democrats got who they wanted. So they got they got a guy who is an election denier front and center and they can use him for political purposes. And a Republicans got their guy who was an election denier to run the Senate. So I think they, they both uh, got the what Congress, they wanted. Yeah, the Congress, yeah. yeah, the Congress. So they both got who they wanted. Oh, you're right. I mean, I, I do find at least some encouragement in that both the Democrats and the Republicans did um, tone it down a lot during the vote and uh, during the uh, you know the, uh, the the process, so they did tone it down a lot. I mean, they didn't. There wasn't as much um, uh, flame throwing as there had been in the past. But uh, I guess um, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be the first politician to exceed expectations. Wouldn't be the first person that once they get in office, they act differently than how they act when they're just. Um, you know, uh, running a campaign. So we'll. You know, and the other thing too is when you're a nobody from Louisiana, you can say all sorts of crazy things. When you're a Speaker of the House, um, you know, you gotta, you know, there's a lot more spotlight on you. So his, you know, whether or not he's going to stand in the way of funding Ukraine or something, we'll just have to wait and see. So yeah. So, so at least we got we got that done, and we'll see how that we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, what do you think about? Um, <laughs> I mean, where, where do you draw the line? Where do you where do you draw the line about all the all the weird stuff that's been going on here lately? I, I mean, I understand, I understand why people are uh, you, know, you know shut out the news and stuff. It's just too it's just too much sometimes. Oh, I'm I'm right there. I'm just about as done as done can be. Let's talk about uh, soup recipes for the next hour. I'm. I'm done as done can be. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, I want to talk about something else. Do you give a rat's patoot about this World Series? Oh, I have been following the World Series playoff run from the very beginning. And for some weird reason, I am enjoying this postseason more than I have in a long time. And why? I can't I can't figure out why. I it it's got to be um the it's so much faster paced the clock has has changed the i mean i don't care 
Was it the Texas Rangers playing the Baltimore Orioles? I didn't care one way or the other. The game was like seven to one, and I watched the whole thing. I, I, I just, I am, I am enjoying it. I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care who wins, um, and I'm just sort of. I, I like the announcers. I like the conversation. I like the speed of play. I love everything, everything about it. I, you know what? I maybe I just haven't given enough to, enough of a chance. I didn't care about any of the teams. To be honest with you, um, there was no, I mean, a little bit of Philadelphia because I got a friend that's a big Phillies fan, but otherwise I didn't care about any of the teams and um, I just haven't paid attention, which is odd because normally I'm a big baseball fan and I, and I, you know, I pay attention to the postseason, but this time around, yeah, not so much. I don't, you know, and I don't, I, 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 for the same exact reasons, I'm the opposite. I think also that there's absolutely nothing else on. I, I, I can't watch The Golden Bachelor. I can't watch Dancing whoa, with whoa, the Stars. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. There must have been a bad, bad connection here. What did you just say? Uh, I haven't watched The Bachelor in, in episodes. I haven't watched The Bachelor since that one Emily didn't use her daughter as a prop and then proceeded to use her daughter as a prop. Well, I have but no idea what you're talking about there, but I do recall... We're going back three, 10 years ago. I do recall three or four weeks ago how you said you couldn't wait... For the Golden Bachelor. Uh, apparently I could. <laughs> I saw the first five minutes and I realized that it was the same exact as all the other bachelors, just just more Botox. And um, I, I I turned the channel. So I didn't I, I I this guy's a bit of a whiner, too. I don't like this, 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 this guy. Oh. But I don't you know, I don't I, I tried. It didn't do anything for me. And so. There's nothing else on. Now, I'm watching it while I'm, you know, while it's on in the background, while I'm reading or, you know, doing something else, cleaning, doing laundry or whatever. And I'm just sort of, well, was one Saturday night, Costas was doing it with somebody, might have been uh, John Smoltz. I, I forget who he was doing it with. The Dodgers were playing. And I just was like, this is so much, this is so enjoyable. Sit at home on a Saturday night and listen to two guys talking baseball. It was just a blast. Well, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I promise you, I will give the World Series a shot. I will watch it just to see if I give a damn about any of this. So I'll give the World Series a shot. But so far in the in the postseason, I haven't been paying attention. I haven't cared. And, well, and the other thing is the Texas Rangers, right? They've never won the World Series. This is the old Washington Senators who were the laughing stock of the league. They had to move out of Washington. They moved to Texas. They've been terrible forever. They've gotten to the World Series two different times, lost both times. So I don't know, I'm kind of rooting for them to finally, you know, win a World Series. Um, Diamondbacks have already won one. I don't really care about the Diamondbacks. So I'm actually kind of rooting for their, for Texas. I'll root for Texas only because I'm, I'm an American League guy. So I'll root, I'll root for Texas in that regard. But um yeah. But uh, by the way, speaking about baseball, did you see the article in the Atlantic? I believe it was the Atlantic that just talked about how the Mets just really screwed the pooch uh, this season. Um, there, there have been a number of those articles. You have to narrow down which one, which one this one is. I've, I've been reading those quite a bit the last couple of weeks. There, um, there were such high hopes for the uh, such high hopes for the Mets this year. Boy, they just they just didn't do it at all. Well, so again, this is so fascinating to me. The Mets owner, right, spent 
an insane amount of money on people. But then he traded, right? He traded them away for really good prospects. So in a sense, all he did was buy prospects with his money. So if he doesn't care how much money he's spending, he just went out and traded, you know, a 35-year-old Justin Verlander for a really good, you know, young center fielder for the Astros. He did the same thing with Max Scherzer. And so he restocked his his minor league teams with all these really good prospects. So, yes, he spent a lot of money, but he got something in return for it. Well, um, it, it remains to be seen if he got something in return for it. I mean, true, true. Yeah, he's not not the first time. Now, some of these prospects turn out to be just incredible. I mean, look what the Royals did when they beat your Mets in the World Series. I mean, those were all from prospects that they got for him. Um, uh, what's his face? The pitcher that they traded. Um, and, and, yeah, Granky. So, yeah. Frankie. Yeah. And so these were all prospects they got. And these prospects came through the system. They worked as a team and they wound up, uh, you know, just dominating the league for a couple of years. So it, it could pay off in the long run, but you ne never know. I know that I know that my Indian slash guardians over the years have done a lot of uh, trades like that. And it hasn't turned out so well. As well, yeah. Not so well. Yeah. Uh, but I'll also say this, though, about baseball. Um, and that is the fact that the Diamondbacks were the worst, the, the, the last team to get into the playoffs. And the Texas Rangers, they're fluctuating, you know, they're in first place and out of it and into it. I mean, they, they were the fifth seed in the, in the uh, American League. So two teams that barely got in, right? They weren't the Dodgers. They weren't the Astros. They weren't the Yankees. Uh, they weren't the, the Braves who were had, had these unbelievable hundred win seasons um and right they ended up beating everybody and they're going to the world series so it doesn't matter if you have a hundred victories during the regular season it only matters what happens in the playoffs well you're right about that and uh and, and okay and we'll tie this we'll tie this all into politics before we take the break in that it's the same sort of thing with the speaker of the house we don't know what he's going to do yet we know what he said in the past but we also know, and I wish I knew the answer to this, is this guy one of those Republicans that voted out um, uh, Jim Jordan when it was a secret ballot and then doesn't have their cojones to go and speak out against him when uh, it's a public uh, vote, you know? Right. So so it remains to be seen how this guy is going to do now as speaker. I think that you just just like you got to give your Mets the benefit of the doubt with their prospects, I think you got to give this guy the benefit of the doubt when it comes to being the speaker, because we don't know just yet how he's going to perform. And that will be the, uh, the you know, we, we, we suspect, and we can play the politics with it, but the proof will be in the pudding, as the kids say, and we'll, uh, we'll see just what he does when the time comes. I mean, he voted against the continuing resolution, but now I think he realizes they got to have a continuing resolution to keep the government open. And on that note, and on that note, we're uh, time for our first break. We'll take a quick break here. We're listening. You're listening on KTRS. It's a it's a podcast, so a lot of people are listening on their phones, on their tabs, and on their tablets, on their uh, computers, or whatever. But then a lot of people are listening on the radio on uh, the Big Five Fifty KTRS.
you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We are back. I am Tom Becker in Omaha. He is McGraw Millhaven in St. Louis. This is Becker Millhaven just saying. So we talked earlier about how people are just tuning out of the news. I mean, they just it's just it's just too damn much. So what do you think? I mean, you're doing a talk radio program every morning. What are the non-heavy-duty news-related topics that people want to talk about? I, I don't know. That's the answer I want to know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's it's. Um, I, I maybe it's. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's today. Maybe it's this week. Maybe it's I got a thousand other things going on. But. I just am, you know, I, I don't know if I'm just tired of everybody's spin. I'm just tired of everybody's agenda. I'm just tired of you can't have a conversation with anybody because no one believes today's, you know, no one believes it's October. No one believes it's 2023. Um, they live in their own universe. It's just really annoying. You can't even have a conversation with somebody or make something interesting because they don't believe in gravity. Well, you're talking about a small group of people, but the reality is those are the ones that get the attention. Um, I I was at there was a, there were some protesters last week in front of our Congressman Don Bacon's office, right? So I went to that protest and I tried to talk to some of these. I mean, these are election deniers, these are Trumpers, right? All this, you know, these are the far right, right? The the Jim Jordan fans, right? And I tried to talk to some of these people, and they wouldn't even listen. I mean, it was, it was like they didn't want to talk. They knew what they knew, even though it was false. They knew what they knew and they didn't want to discuss. And I think we got to get back to the point where it's like, we've got to talk to one another. We've got to listen to one another. We've got to be able to discuss because otherwise we're, we're screwed. I mean, you know, the, the, these these idiots that think the world is flat, you know, and and, and I'll get, probably get hate me all now on that. Uh, you know, uh, you know, how do you argue with somebody like that? How do you argue you know, with, with somebody that has that kind of a belief system? I, I don't have the answer to that. Well, Look, I tried to get into a conversation with somebody who was a, 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 a I don't know, pro-Palestinian, which is code, right? It's it, it's all code. It's all code, right? I mean, they just sort of throw out buzzwords like closed border, which I don't really know what that that means, or you know, Benghazi, or you know, pro-Palestinian, right? Or uh, you know, both sides matter, and it's like, don't you understand that? Can't you? Aren't you smart enough? To understand the difference between innocent Gaznians who are living amongst terrorists and Israel has to go in and try and find the bad guys so they can live in peace. Don't you see the similarities between that and say when the U.S. went into Afghanistan and yes, there were innocent Afghans, 
who are being oppressed by the Taliban. Don't you see, don't you see the similarities? Uh, you know, and then of course I'm racist and everything else. Uh, you, you just, you can't have a conversation with anybody. It's, it, it's impossible. They have their, as you say, their point of view. And let me just scream and yell at the top of my lungs. And um, I don't care to, to debate the facts because I believe what I believe and I don't care what you think. When, uh, when I was in Israel, and we're going back 20 some years ago now, but when I was in Israel, I spent some time at one of the Jewish settlements. And, you know, it was a nice little community there in the, uh, in the West Bank. And I talked to, and I forget the name, there's a, there's an actual name for it. It's not, it's not mayor, but she basically was the mayor of the settlement. And I, I asked her, I said, Hey, you know what? I said, I like this place. I said, I'm a, you know, I'm Catholic, you know, I'm Catholic, but uh, I'd like to live here and, you know, I'll pay my taxes. I'll mow my lawn. Could I live here? And she didn't say politely, no, actually, Tom, this is basically a Jewish settlement and it's for Jews. She got she got physically angry with me and started yelling at me. No, God does not want you here. God wants us here. This is our land. This is our You can't reason with somebody like that. That's funny you say that because I had a I had uh somebody from the Jewish Federation on the show this week, last week, whatever, and he was telling me that. There are tons of Muslims who live in peace in in Israel, right along with, you know, um, oh, Jewish I, community. You know, I mean, there's thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of Muslims who live right next door to Jews all throughout Israel. That is very, very true. And and there are and that's the other thing too. You, you can criticize the Israeli government for what they're doing. Doesn't mean you're anti-Semitic. You know, I mean, yeah, because there's, there's the government and then there's the Jewish people. And there are not an awful lot of Jewish people in Israel that are not happy with what the government is doing. And there are a lot of Muslims that are working with the Jews to try to find peace. You are right. That story does not get out there because it's not it's not an emotional topic. You know, right. people trying to work, people trying to work together to find a solution is not an emotional topic. You know, and you go and you mentioned it earlier, you go with the slogans, you go with the, the buzzwords and you go with that to make your point, as opposed to having serious discussions. I mean, you know, I, I remember, you know, being a being a man that is, uh, well, you know, closer to 70 than I am to uh, to 40, <laughs> definitely. Um, I remember, you know, being a kid growing up in the, like, you know, late 60s, early 70s, and you would have, like, political discussions on the Dick Cavett show, or you would have, you know, uh, you know point, counterpoint, where it would all be, you know, actual debate and discussions. And now, of course, it's all just yelling at each other. And, and, and we got to get beyond that. And maybe, I mean, I'm, I tend to be an optimist, and I may also be a fool because I'm an optimist, but I, I, I maybe, just maybe, all of this dysfunction in D.C. will end up being um, a good thing in the long run as people just say, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep living like this. You know, we can't keep... We can't keep honoring a guy like Donald Trump, where more and more and more of his uh, his closest advisors are saying, "Yeah, we lied. Yeah, we committed crimes. Yeah, it came from the top." We 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 can't keep living like this. Yes, we yes we can, and we are. We are we are we are. I mean, what we are? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, someone's going to let's hear this. And say, oh, you know what? Tom's right. Hmm. Let me drop all of my everything that I I live in my bubble, and let me drop all those things to. Hmm, let me see how the other person lives. It's not you know it's it goes and it ebbs and flows. It's is you know you tell somebody. I said this the other day on the air. 
I was like, stop. Well, people stop yelling at me about Donald Trump. I've never met the man. I don't. Yes, I have my opinion about the man, but I don't know anything about the guy. But I do know that everybody who worked with him in his first term doesn't want him to be president. <laughs> I'm like, that's not liberal. That's not conservative. That's just me looking at reading the news and just making it making it a comment about what I hear. I'm like, don't yell at me for that. Don't yell at the Democrats. It's the Republicans who don't want Donald Trump. Um, that's 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 your beef. Not with not with me, but with the people who say to your face they're a Trumper and then turn around and go in private and do something else. Those are those are the people you should be mad at, not me. Well, and after you're talking like that, I I take back the part where I said I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they don't they 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 want to hate Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't like Donald Trump. Says it privately and publicly. You you know where the guy stands. It's all the Republicans who are lying to you, who are saying they're Trumpers, and then turn around and, you know, in private, vote out Jim Jordan. They don't like Jim Jordan, right? But publicly, they got to like him. Privately, they don't like him. So don't yell at me. But of course, that falls on deaf ears, and they, you know, turn around and call me a liberal and go about their day and live in their worlds. Chuck Hagel said something to a friend of mine last week that was uh, very insightful. And uh, I'm a fan of Chuck Hagel's, too. Uh, it was very insightful and, and and something I hadn't thought about. He talked about how Don Bacon was able to be able to go and challenge the, um, uh, you know, challenge the Republican Party in all of this. And Hegel said, Bacon doesn't need this job. You know, he's a general. He's got a good pension with the with the with the military. You know, Bacon doesn't need this job. He could get he could get a, a, you know, a job doing, you know, almost anything uh, you know, on, on, on board of directors and stuff like that. So. Bacon doesn't need this job, so he can speak out. He says, a lot of these congressmen, they need that job. That is their job. That is their income. And, you know, I mean, hell, we've seen that with Mike Pence. Mike Pence was, you know, making no money. He needed a gig. Um, you know, so so those people that are, you know, very brave when it's a private ballot, when it's a, when nobody knows how they're voting, and very cowardly when they're speaking out loud, is because they're just trying to save their own skin as opposed to uh, saving democracy. Well, it's so funny that the people who are anti-government, what's the first thing they do? They run to be part of the government. <laughs> I mean, the, right? they're so anti-government that they want to be the government. <laughs> right? It's so It's so comical and so transparent and, you know, they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't Trump, Trump, people think Donald Trump is all. No, Donald Trump only cares about them. Yeah, there might be a few people who get into it for the right reasons at some point. But, you know, the, the, whenever you, it's so farcical that their whole, their whole belief system is they're anti-government. Government, get out of your way. So let me go to Washington and pass laws so I can be in your way while claiming I'm not getting in your way. It's 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 a joke. And yet we lap it up. So that's why I'm in no mood today. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I hear you, man. I, I know. But it, it's but it is weird. It's like, you know, on one hand, it's like all you can talk about. On the other hand, it's like, I don't want to talk about this. I, well, right. And and I mean, it's sucking up so much of the oxygen that, that there's nothing else to talk about. It's just it's so 
you know, you've got you've got lawyers, you've got his lawyer pleading guilty uh, as a Christian. If I knew then what I knew now, I never would have gone down this godforsaken road. Please forgive me. Then you've got another attorney testifying in in Washington, in New York, saying when when I pled guilty and I confessed to my sins, I really didn't do the the things that I confessed. So when I admitted to lying, I was lying. And you're like, wait, what? And then you got this story of Mark Meadows, you know, turning state's evidence. And then you have Donald Trump saying um, that guy voted against the election, so he shouldn't be he shouldn't be Speaker of the House. I mean, it's just it's bonkers. And it's there, there's nowhere to turn to, like, get out of this mess. So Maybe. I'll talk about anything else. But I, but I ended up talking about this this stuff all day long. Okay. Well, in that case, in that case, let's take our second break here. We'll take a second break. We've got more with more other stuff. And we'll 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 try to lighten this. Oh, I want to talk about I want to talk about some of the stuff that I'm I'm watching on streaming right now. Um, are, are you watching? Are you well? I know you watch. I know you watch uh, the morning show on Apple. Have you seen the other one that's uh, out there right now? Lessons in Chemistry. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. We'll talk about we'll talk about we'll talk about the latest streaming shows and what what you're watching on uh, what you're watching on TV right now. Besides the Middle East, besides Congress, besides Kelsey and uh, Taylor, besides all the other stuff, we'll talk about we'll talk about something a little bit different next on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We're back. I'm Tom Becker. He's McGraw Millhaven. I'm in Omaha. He's in St. Louis. Well, you know all that by now. Um, one of the things, you know, we talk about this country supposedly so divided. And I do think one of the reasons why we're so divided, we no longer have those those bonds of commonality. And those bonds of commonality used to be things like The Tonight Show, The Ed Sullivan Show, the bonds of Seinfeld, you know, where a large portion of America watched one show. And so you could all talk about it. And even if you didn't watch it, you knew enough to be able to be in the conversation through osmosis. Now, okay, I know you're watching The Daily Show or The Morning Show, right, on Apple. Are you all caught up? No, I haven't watched it since the first season. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you think I watched that show. Oh, I would have thought that would be a show that you would love. 
Um, no, I mean, he, he, I watched the first season. It was a little over the top for me. And the second season took so long to get here. I forgot what I liked about the first season and never really went back. I do know that I liked Jennifer Aniston's New York City apartment. I like that was the best part of the show was her and the views from her apartment. Yeah, those broadcasters live a little bit different life than we have. <laughs> yeah, and then I found and and then I found out that 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 apartment isn't real; it is computer generated, which I was totally bummed about. Well, that's and that's about, of course, that's part of what the whole actor strike is about is about artificial intelligence and you know what yeah. um, you know what, what 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 can they do as far as you know uh, you know generating these actors and generating you know at some point in time at some point in time Jennifer Aniston wouldn't be real in her fake apartment. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, yeah. So, what's this other one you were talking about? It's called Lessons in Chemistry, and it's a it's a period piece. So, in some ways, it has you know, it's nothing like Mad Men, but it's sort of like based in the same time frame as Mad Men. Oh, and, nice. and it's about this woman who is a very gifted scientist, but because she's a woman, you know, in the fifties and sixties, she's just dismissed. Hmm. She's just dismissed, and and it, it it goes into I mean it's it's a pretty interesting it's a pretty interesting um, drama right now that I'm enjoying, but but you you make the point that I'm just trying to make when I start this this whole conversation. You and I are watching different stuff right now. I have never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. I have never seen an episode of Game of, Game of Thrones. I have never seen an episode of some of these things that everybody else just loves. I've not seen it. Um, you know, so there, there's there's no area of commonality. I mean, even back in the day, if you disagreed on politics, you might be able to agree on what you saw on the the, the Tonight Show, or what you saw on uh, uh, you know Seinfeld, or what you saw on you know American Idol, even. You know, but those days are gone. Yeah, um, yeah. Now that's but Dancing with the Stars. Everyone's watching Dancing with with the Stars. Are you watching? I, Dancing no, with the Stars? I am not. I am not watching Dancing with the Stars. No, I think Greg Brady's still, still, still killing it. I, I don't, I don't get that. I, I do watch, I do watch The Voice when they're doing the blind auditions. I do kind of like that, but then once they get into the training and all that, I, I don't watch it. I like, yeah. I like, I like the competition to see these people that are trying to, you know, trying to make it, and you know, if the stars like them in that. So I enjoy that part of it. But the other thing I'm not I'm not a big fan of. I'm not uh dancing with the stars. Well, let's face it, with very, 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 very few exceptions, network TV is it's a wasteland. I mean, it's it's always been a bit of a, a wasteland, but there there's nothing good on network TV anymore. It's all game shows, dancing shows, uh singing competitions, and you know, I mean you know, Fox is at some show right now. Where they like people are building like Lego buildings and blowing them up. I mean, what the hell is that? <laughs> is that is that the robots show? I don't know. It, I, I was just you know bored, channel surfing, come across this on Fox, and they're like, you know, they like, oh hey look, we just built a volcano out of Legos, and now we're going to set it off, and the lava comes out, and the volcano just explodes, and it's like, this is this is now, you know, entertainment. No wonder the writers went on strike. Well, if you watch, I don't know why you call network television a waste, a wasteland. Have you watched America's Got Talent? Um, 
You know what? I watch America. I watch America's Got Talent on little snippets that I see on TikTok or Reels. Uh, so, so America's Got Talent really is just a reimagining of the Gong Show, right? It's just the Gong Show, and so I, I'm waiting for Jamie Farr and J.P. Morgan to come out and Artie Johnson to come out and to have a segment. Okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going to reveal a little bit too much here. I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to. During my adolescent years with the Gong Show, yes, I had I had such a crush on J.P. Morgan. Okay, had, there's something there's something wrong with you. I had such a crush on her, and then you know, we find out as an adult what a train wreck she was, you know. And the same thing with the Ju- uh, the Judy Carn on laughing. I had such a crush on her, and boy, what a train wreck she was, you know. And it's like, oh yeah, I, I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know J.P. Morgan was uh, such a train wreck. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean I'm ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent sure that. Uh, that she had her her issues with the law and uh, with uh, drugs and stuff like that. No, well, she, actually, uh, according to her Wikipedia page, she's still kicking it. She's ninety one years old, so she's uh, doing some. She's doing something right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you're on the, you're on the Wikipedia page right now. Yeah. Oh no no no! The first line in Wikipedia is that J.P. Morgan is a retired American popular music singer, actress, and game show panelist. So she's not, she's retired now. She, she retired. Okay, I didn't, I didn't say she was active. I said she was still alive. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah, not yeah. She's still, she's still at there, 91 years old. 91 years old. Um. Uh, let's see here. Uh, all right, all right. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do a little test on the, on the air for you. All right. Do you have your phone with you? I do, yes. All right, go to your Facebook feed and tell me the first post on your Facebook feed. From um from me or from somebody else? No, no, from from somebody else. Okay. Uh it's a, friend, it's, it's a friend of mine. He owns a comedy club in Dallas and he's talking about his daughter uh who's uh who's a model now in LA and she's getting some gigs. All uh, right, so so, so that's that's your home when you hit home and you open up your Facebook. That's the first thing you see. Yes, that's the first one I see today. Yes, because I I something's not right with my Facebook because I'm getting the weirdest. Like, um, I, I don't have anybody who I'm friends with or that I follow. All I'm getting are weird ads for homes for sale in Indiana or friends clips. Or like, here's, you know, um, uh, Tim Allen used to be a high flying comedian back in the 90s. Look at what happened to him now. And I get like posts like that. Or Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, you should see how they interact with each other now. I'm getting like all that. I don't get anybody posting anything that like I follow. Well, I don't know what I get and what I don't get, to be honest with you, you know. I mean, it, it is bizarre. I don't understand it. And I also know there's some things that I post on my page, and I will get hundreds and hundreds of likes and comments, and I'll post something else, and I get three likes. So what the hell is this? I mean, where's it, you know? I, I, I think it's so manipulated and so, um, right, so bastardized 
that you don't, they're not showing you what your sister or brother or friend posted. They're just sending you ads. I mean, it's become one big giant cesspool of ads. Um, True. And I don't know about you, but I do find myself spending less and less time on, uh, on social media in general. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Twitter has become a cesspool um, and Facebook is becoming, I mean, you get weird, you get weird posts that want, and then, and then you try and cancel it, right? You're like, okay, delete this. And then it just shows up. The same post shows up under a different name. And, and I don't even know what they're selling or, or even trying to sell. You know, it isn't like an, an ad that says Target has Halloween costumes off. It's just some weird post about Tim Allen. It's just bizarre. Stop. Or a house for sale in Indiana. So I've got I've got a friend here in Omaha who has a summer home in North Point, Michigan. And Tim Allen has a home in the same place. I mean, this is a very, very well-to-do part of Michigan. Right. And uh, I've been up there, and you should see the sailboat that Tim Allen sails on Lake Michigan. It oh. is, I mean, it is like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's humongous. It's humongous. And you know who else? You know who else lives in that area? <laughs> is that is, your friend? Is that, huh? Oh, my, my buddy. Yeah, my yeah. buddy. But, but also, also, uh, you know that that internet uh, troll that louder with Crowder. No, well, I don't know that. Yeah, he, he's he's a far right. He's a far right internet guy who got in a lot of trouble with his uh, with his wife and stuff because they were fighting all the time and that became a whole issue there too. But um, but yeah, some so there's some hoity toities live up there, and uh, yeah, Tim Allen uh, has got just the most amazing looking uh, sailboat, which I've never been invited to uh, ride on. But uh, yeah, I uh, love him. Yeah, up there, up there in Lake Michigan. So okay, so we found a way somehow. Somehow we found a way to talk about some serious stuff and some frivolous stuff at the same time while trying to make some sense of this crazy world. I, I think that what we did, McGraw, I honestly believe that what we accomplished here is sort of what we set out to accomplish at the very beginning. Which which I was waste which was waste forty five minutes. Well, that too, but also trying to make some sense of this crazy world. And I do think that, you know, we brought a little bit of common sense to it. I'm not sure anybody's going to agree with us. I'm not sure anybody's going to change with it, but at least I feel better about it. Do you well, feel just as long just just as long as you feel better about it? That's all that matters. That's really all. And I have to rethink my friendship now that you had a thing for J.P. Morgan on the Gong Show. Oh come on, man! She would be on that show without a bra. Are you kidding me? I don't remember that part. You were a little older than me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just couldn't figure out why Chuck Barris kept on wearing different hats. Well. I... Did you see? Did you see no. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? It no, was a, I didn't. It no, was no. a movie. It was a movie. I think that um, uh, uh, Clooney uh, went and uh, yeah. directed. And you know, it, it implies. I mean, you know, Barris Barris claims he was a spy for the CIA, and then when he would go and chaperone these people overseas on their on their dates, he was actually doing like government work as a spy. Now, there's no evidence of that. There's no proof of that. But it makes for a great little story. And well, let's make a great movie about it. <laughs> well, it was not, it was it was not a great movie. But I know you, like me, will sometimes just be thoroughly enthralled with a really bad good movie, a really good bad movie. I love good bad movies. Speaking of you know, speaking of good movies, you know what I? Uh, you asked me what I've watched. I've watched Frozen eight million times. 
And the other day I was like, I'm not watching Frozen again. So I made her sit down and watch the first Jurassic Park. Oh, she loved it. She was screaming at the TV. Is she, is that dino going to eat that man? Oh, that dino ate the man. <laughs> oh, McGraw's referring to his three, what, three-year-old daughter now? Three-year-old was... daughter. Yeah. She loves, she loves me some Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, okay. we talked about baseball earlier. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you this question. So uh, next season, she'll be four. Next season, she'll be four. Will you let her go? Will you take her to a ball game next year? Mm, I still think that's a little young. Because you, so, you, yeah, you, yeah. you want to take her to her first Cardinals game. You want to take her to her first Major League Baseball game. But yeah. you want to do it when she can actually go and appreciate it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to err on the side of caution, like six or seven. I want her to be just jonesing for it and just begging me to take her so she'll never forget it. I heard, I heard a routine. I was listening to the Comedy Channel on Sirius the other day, and I heard a routine – I heard a routine where Rita Rudner was talking about her kid and says, what you do is you take your kid to Disneyland when they're two years old. That way, when they're seven, eight, or nine, and they want to go to Disneyland, you can tell them, we went when you were younger. You didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just say you took them when you were younger and didn't like it. So, all right. <laughs> you know, throw, throw a few pictures in there to, to make it look legit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are out of time. As always, a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Uh, every Thursday, there's a new podcast. Every Thursday night, you can listen online and or listen in St. Louis or online at ktrs.com. The podcasts are available on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, pretty much everywhere you get your uh, your podcast. And uh, we do appreciate you listening. We do appreciate you putting up with us. And uh, till uh, till next week, y'all uh, take care of yourself. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. A Huda Media Production.